Good morning. I'm Aya Wimala, and it's Tuesday, January the 6th. And we are here in Crystal Lake. We have 8 degrees. But the wind chill factor, I, well, it's not very windy right now. So we have 8 degrees. We won't talk about wind, wind chill factors just yet. So uh, it's we don't have all that much snow, just a couple of inches on the ground, but it's very cold. So hope you're a little bit warmer wherever you are, or you enjoy this cold weather. It's uh, important for us to just look at the weather as part of part of this world, part of what makes everything come to life again in the spring, part of what takes care of growing things that live in this climate, and find whatever you can to enjoy about it. But stay safe. So I was talking to you about um, Deepa Ma. I mentioned Deepa Ma, who is, uh, I know, Sharon Salzberg and many other uh, of the of the teachers that we know today, especially in uh, the Insight Meditation group. They they really learned a lot from Deepa Ma, and she lived in India, um, and they would visit her there and became very connected with her practice. And that's how, uh, that's where they developed their metta practice, which, as you know, Sharon Salzberg has really brought it over here to this country, and which is also part of our Theravadan tradition and part of all metta is part of loving kindness is part of all Buddhist traditions. So um, I found Deepama. Uh, has there is a Facebook page dedicated to her, and it's Deepa D I P A, and the second word is Ma M A. So Deepa Ma, uh, and people have posted things from her, from the books that have been written about her, and from her own words. And so I wanted to read. Uh, this is from a book, Deepa Ma Legacy, Buddhist Master. That's the title of the book, but I, it's, yeah, Deepa Ma, Legacy, Buddhist Master. Those might be search words, I'm not sure. But this is a way that Deepa Ma uh, taught metta practice, metta meditation to people. So I don't think it's too long, and what I'd like to do is to read this, read the whole thing. It's not that long, but as I'm reading it, I'd like you just to sit in a meditation posture, be relaxed, and uh, let's, I'll go through it, just reading it, but you can, you can be sitting and taking it in as a meditation uh, as we do it. And so this first paragraph is from the person who posted this to the Facebook group. I've been feeling the need to refocus on metta practice proper of late as I've been feeling swamped by aversion and ill will. I'm posting these instructions, which I copied from Deepa Ma's biography and have used in the past. I'll also include them in a separate page. May we all be well happy, and peaceful. 
Um, so this person is posting it, posted it on December 29th. And, you know, she's aware that she's been feeling swamped, I like her word swamped, by aversion and ill will. And because of the politics in the world and the frustration with how we just can't seem to get out of the COVID, you know, we can't seem to see much momentum in the uh, people becoming vaccinated and for the for whatever it takes to get us out of this uh, pandemic mode of isolation and quarantining that we're finding us, ourselves going back in and out of. So that feeling of being swamped by aversion and ill will is probably shared by a lot. And we're struggling with it, even if we if we aren't seeing it rise up fully, probably we're all struggling with it. Um, how to keep from feeling ill will towards people that we think are not not being careful and not uh, allowing other people to feel safe with them. So there are all kinds of things that can create that. The job market, the, the tensions people have if they do have to work and be around other people who are, who are, you know, maybe they're working double shifts because other people uh, are getting sick or they're, they have to quarantine and be in isolation or they're just getting exhausted and needing to have a break from the work that they do. So we all know how much is going on in the world today. So this is now reading from Deepa Ma's biography. And it's in three stages. So just sit, relax, you can close your eyes. First stage, <clears throat> now these are Deepa Ma's, this is her writing. The first stage is to love yourself, to be a best friend to yourself. You can use the following words and mental images to guide you in generating and directing your feelings of loving kindness. Let me be free of enemies. Let me be free of dangers. Let me be free of mental anxieties. Let me pass my time with good body and healthy mind. Enemies means both outward enemies and also being an enemy to yourself. Enemies can exist in the realm of our feelings from the slightest irritation to the full force of hatred and ill will towards self or others. While saying these phrases silently, hold an image of yourself steadily and clearly. If you can't visualize, try to remember how you look in the mirror. If this is difficult, try actually looking in a mirror or at a recent photo of yourself until you can see yourself clearly in your mind's eye. Repeat the phrases in order. If your mind wanders and you forget what phrase you're on, start from the beginning. Let me be free of enemies. Bringing the mind back to the phrases again and again will deepen your concentration. 
It is important to drop into the meaning and feeling beneath the words, letting the words be your guide, keeping you on track and anchored in the practice. Hold the feeling of well-being for yourself in your heart and mind, along with the mental image, and continue to repeat the phrases silently to yourself for as much time as your session permits. When it is done deeply, when you feel that you truly love yourself, when you can hold the image of yourself clearly and steadily, then if you wish, you may go on to the next stage, which is to extend loving kindness to a good friend. So, this is me, this is Wimala. I want to read this first stage, the words that you're working with, and you work with this until you really feel it. You want that feeling of well-being for yourself in your, and in, in your heart and mind. Okay, this is the first stage of phrases. Let me be free of enemies. Let me be free of dangers. Let me be free of mental anxieties. Let me pass my time with good body and healthy mind. And only when you feel that you truly love yourself, when you can hold the image of yourself clearly and steadily, then if you wish, you may go to the next stage which is extending it, this metta to a good friend. So remember, we don't ha- you don't have to keep going and going. Work with each stage until you really, really feel it and you have integrated it. Second stage. Using the same phrases as before, direct the loving kindness to a good friend or teacher who has been kind to you. As you did while sending loving kindness to yourself, Now hold the image of this friend clearly and steadily in your mind and extend loving kindness toward him or her. May you be free of enemies. May you be free of dangers. May you be free of mental anxieties. May you pass your time with good body and happy mind. When you find that you love your friend as yourself, or when you find that you can hold the image of the friend clearly and steadily along with the phrases, then if you wish, you may go on to the next stage. And remember the same phrases, but directed towards this friend. May you be free of enemies. May you be free of dangers. May you be free of mental anxieties. May you pass your time with good body and happy mind. So, and here's the third stage that you can go to when you're ready or when you wish. The third stage. The third category of beings to send loving kindness to are called, and she puts it in quotes, the sufferers any group of beings who are suffering. Whereas before you held a stable, 
one pointed image of one person, now begin to expand your focus to encompass a larger number of beings. Begin by holding in mind one whole group of beings who are suffering. Extend your loving kindness to these beings the same way you did before with yourself and your friend. So you want, you were moving from a single image, a single pointed image of one person. Now we're expanding it to include a larger number of beings, the sufferers. So think of the group. May you be free of enemies. May you be free of dangers. May you be free of mental anxieties. May you pass your time with good body and happy mind. If spontaneous images arise of other groups of suffering people, such as people in hospitals or in wars, then it's fine to direct your loving kindness to them, meditating in a dynamic way with the flow-changing images. Continue reciting the phrases while gradually focusing more and more on the feelings of loving kindness behind the words. From the foundation of truly and deeply loving yourself, See how self-love is the foundation and the fuel for loving others. In loving yourself, you love your friend as yourself. Then you love the sufferers like your friend, which is like your, who is like yourself. With continued practices, all groups will merge into one. Now here's the fourth stage. In the fourth stage, loving-kindness and equanimity blend together. The practice is to hold a vast sense of all living beings in one's mind and to send metta to them all equally. Equally is where the equanimity comes in. Friends, people who suffer, people for whom you are feeling neutral, those with whom you have difficulty, and all beings everywhere. So, let's do this one, the fourth stage. Is the pra- this practice is to hold a vast sense of all living beings in one's mind and to send metta to them equally. Friends, people who suffer, people for whom you are feeling neutral, those with whom you have difficulty, all beings everywhere. May all beings be free of enemies. May all beings be free of dangers. May all beings be free of mental anxieties. May all beings pass their time with good body and happy mind. To do this, allow your mind to become loving-kindness. Do this by attending primarily to the feeling of loving-kindness. The words and phrases you've used up to this point have simply been pointers to the feeling. 
Allow your mind to become loving kindness and rest in that equanimity, not favoring where it goes. Mm. It's beautiful. Now there's a fifth stage. I only I thought there were three. There are five. Fifth stage, the crowning stage of metta meditation is to combine all the stages and focus for a while on each of the stages in one meditation session. Practiced in this way, the meditation becomes like a symphony of loving kindness in which you start with yourself and open, open, open until you come to rest in equanimity. Uh, I can share this. I'll share it to my page. Right now. If I can spell Deepama. So I've shared that, and uh, what I want to ask everyone to do is do this practice daily, but only do it to the level that you feel, you know, if you may need to stay on the first stage for quite a while. If you're feeling really bad about yourself or you don't feel that you can love yourself, or you have a hard time loving yourself without criticizing and seeing everything you can fix, stay with the first stage. Uh, And then practice that until you feel really ready to go to the next stage. And work on that. There was something else I really wanted to read because it talks, she's talking about her practice. So work with the loving-kindness, if you, and I'll try to put it on the Blue Lotus as well, uh, just to sh- so you have those key notes. But stay, stay at the level where you're comfortable. So stay at the level where you can uh, really, you can just repeat it. So if you're at level three, you can start with one, go to two, and three. And wait to go further until you really feel you can do it uh, sincerely, because it's it's that's not easy to move it out to sit with equanimity and send it equally to to all beings. So let me read. This is something. It's called Simplify, and this is just something from uh, her her writing. So I don't know if it's from a book, Deepama, or just uh, considered a quote. This is from Deepa Ma, and there's a beautiful picture of her. Live a simple life. A simple life is always good for everything. Too many luxuries hinder the practice. 
Although Deepa Ma and her family live in only two small rooms, most of the new guests who visit find them to be spacious and well-lit. One practitioner remarked that while we in the West think we need a lot of physical space, Deepa Ma has a lot of spiritual space. In all respects, Deepa Ma lives in simplicity to the fullest extent. She is less willing to socialize with friends or chat in vain and does not participate in other people's concerns, especially complaints. Her guideline and for her students is to live honestly and never criticize others. Usually Deepa Ma just needs to rest in silence. She used to say, whenever I have some some alone time, I turn my mind inward. She never wasted her time on something that was not essential to her life. Just like in meditation, we only pay attention to one thing at a time. Deepa Ma, when doing something, takes care of it completely, never thinking about the next thing. Remember to think of the past, and the future will only waste your time. Whatever she does, she lives completely in the present with it, very relaxed, quiet, and idyllic. Thinking about the future will only waste your time. And we know that remembering to think of the past, past experiences, that's even part of the uh, satipatthana uh, practice, the, the, the mindfulness practice. We, we remember the past because when we see the world, we learn, we learn from our previous experiences with it. That, that is how we want to, we want to understand those, how those things in the past, in the present moment, how we can relate to them or what they taught us or what they may have uh, shown, what we may have misunderstood about the past. So that's that remembering the past, but we don't need to worry at all about the future. So that's just a, a, something from Deepa Ma about how she, how she spends a lot of her time just in that contemplative mode. Uh, that's probably something we, we all, we all may want that. There may be some, I know there are a lot of people who don't like to be alone with themselves and who don't like to just be with themselves, but uh, it's not wasted time unless we're just trying to fill it with uh, uh, busyness. Then we might as well be, you know, if we can try to spend some of our alone time in stillness and just be with ourselves that way, it's, it's a better it's probably a much better way to spend our time. So I wanted to share that because I had some uh, questions about Deepa Ma, and I have heard of her for many years, and uh, I know that when a lot of these uh, teachers would go uh, to India, they would they would visit Deepa Ma, and... Uh, that just being in her presence was something that changed many many lives just to see see how she how what a what a beautiful presence she was 
So uh, look her up and uh, you can find lots of uh, readings on that Facebook page. And uh, I, I have to look up some books. I don't own any books about Deepa Ma, but I've, re I've read, I might have one book because I know I've read a book about her life. She had a very, very difficult life of suffering and loss of children, loss of husbands, a very difficult early life and uh, became uh, basically a saint. You know, she was clearly a bodhisattva and um, just someone who, who transformed a lot of other lives just by the way she lived hers. So... So I think that's about our time for today, but um, sit with those beautiful words. And I'll try to make that uh, really available to get some more information about Deepa Ma. And so uh, it might be on my Facebook page, which is still Wimala Bikuni. I need to, I need to spend a day uh, changing things and, and getting to just Wimala and uh, it, so it will eventually be Wimala and Judy Franklin. So thank you for being with me. And may everything that we do and say and think today be done not just for ourselves, but also for the benefit of all living beings. So practice this Metta practice, spend a few minutes just staying with stage one. Uh, let that help you see, too, as you stay with just the first stage, see what arises for you. Uh, so you might begin to see some of the things that are getting in the, getting in the way for you to feel loving and kind to yourself. Things just may arise. And then you can do a little, a little more. You can arise and then recognize it and then let it go. You might want to do more work with it. Do the using rain, recognize, accept, investigate, and then, uh, we let go of it. The end is, uh, is often called a neutralization, kind of letting it go. So uh, have a beautiful day, and thank you for being part of my practice. Uh, tomorrow is Friday, and I won't be able to do uh, the regular time because I have a, a doctor's appointment in Wisconsin, just something routine. So I will see you on Sunday.